Good evening. A Puritan's Mind Old Time Radio brings you the Wild Boar News Podcast. Welcome. I'm Dr. Matthew McMahon. This just in. Starbucks. It's become a household name. I can't imagine living in a city where, at least on every other corner, there was one of these coffee moguls to treat and tantalize my taste buds. Yes, I admit it. I am a Starbucks addict. It's one of the high points of my day. A venti iced coffee with sugar-free hazelnut, half and half, and a Splenda. Zero calories, zero sugar. That way I continue to remain weight conscious. What is Starbucks all about? On their website they say, quote, Starbucks purchases and roasts high-quality whole bean coffees and sells them along with fresh, rich-brewed Italian-style espresso beverages, a variety of pastries and confections, and coffee-related accessories and equipment. What makes them so popular? Good coffee? Yes. But a market on capitalistic ecumenicalism. They say, and I quote, Embracing our differences aside from extraordinary coffee, Starbucks has made a business out of human connections, community involvement, and the celebration of cultures. And so, it's only natural that as a guiding principle, diversity is integral to everything we do. The word diversity means many things to different people. We see diversity as, quote, all the ways we differ and are the same, end quote. I will not point out their oxymoron. It's plain enough. But we pause. Enter Saddleback. The megachurch movement's purpose-driven guru, Rick Warren, submits a snippet to Starbucks from his book, The Purpose-Driven Life, for the side of their coffee cups. Starbucks publishes quotes as fortune cookie-like sayings for the sides of their coffee cups so that coffee drinkers are not bored while tasting their specialty brews. Starbucks accepts Warren's quote and prints it. These cups represent the mildest of quotes to the most anti-Christian of quotes. As a matter of fact, they house liberalism of the worst kind. Amidst the Tony Bennett music and smell of cappuccino, a voice could be heard saying, Look, they've put Rick Warren on the cup. One member of his church, after finding out that Warren was now a Starbucks celebrity, is quoted as saying, If there's one thing I've learned during my years at Saddleback, it's that Rick Warren is a pretty smart guy. End quote. For the thinking Christian... It gets worse. Saddleback site states, In honor of the new Starbucks cup featuring the quote from Warren, Purpose Driven Ministries has launched a new online coffee house, a community called the Purpose Driven Cafe. This cafe, in addition to information about the new Starbucks quote, addresses common questions about Christianity and offers features such as book reviews and a daily on-purpose column. Yes, Rick Warren is a very smart marketing guru but the scriptures oppose him. Luke chapter 6 and verse 22. Blessed are you when men hate you, and when they exclude you, and revile you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. John 15 and verse 20. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Christ tells his people that in this world they shall face tribulation for his sake. The gospel is offensive to the natural man. The depraved mind detests the words of Christ. The world system sits in complete opposition to the word of God and the gospel. 
The world hates the gospel if the gospel is presented as Christ presented it. The Apostle John stated in 1 John 3.1, Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Starbucks accepted Warren's gospel snippet. They printed it on their coffee cups. One must wonder, then, what gospel Warren is purporting to have a liberal world conglomerate accept his version of Christianity and even market it. Not only this, but Saddleback has set itself in line with Starbucks with an online coffee community. They have become pals. Starbucks says on their site, quote, Just as critical to our success as a global company is the idea of inclusion, defined as a combination of differences and similarities in the pursuit of new ideas and individual relationships made every day. Saddleback and Starbucks are inclusivistic bedfellows. Christ, on the other hand, drove out the money changers in the temple. He did not set up a booth next to them. He did not become their spiritual buddy. Christ says in Matthew 5:11-12, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The saints will always be persecuted for the message of the true gospel they send out into the world. The gospel of a crucified Savior is always offensive. The world, including Starbucks, will hate the gospel if they are listening, and it is truly the gospel. For those who water down, change, and accommodate a different gospel so that the world will not hate it, but will accept it, well, their reward is in this life as with the Pharisees. Their reward is a quote on a coffee cup. I believe such things give Starbucks a bad name. This is Dr. Matthew McMahon signing off. Good night, then, until this same time next week. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion.
And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important. When he says that God had commanded no such thing, and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.